0: Hello, I'm Todd Van allen and welcome to OK, So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. You know what street jokes are. A pelican buys a panther a skateboard. Uh, street jokes are wonderful. and every episode, we invite our guests to come on and tell us their favorite street joke. This episode, our guest has been on Comedy Above the Pub, our previous podcast, several times. It's Andrew Ivamy. He's the co founder of the From Superheroes uh, media empire. His new album is called Murder Bird. Uh, this was recorded before it was released, but now it's available to you now. You can find it wherever great comedy albums are sold, and this is a great comedy album. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Ivamy. Uh, so now let's get to it. Here is Andrew Ivamy. Oh, I don't even need that. I mean, just like I'm
1: just going to record just my audio. Oh, I'm sure. Going to record the three independently.
0: Beauty. See? Yeah. This oh. is what happens when you invite a professional. Yeah. <laughs> this This is what happens. We'll start We'll you know what? We'll start with that. We'll start with you saying you're recording because Andrew, you're great. How are you, friend? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? It's nice having someone who knows how to hit a record button. Who, I can who, hit it anytime who knows what an XLR cable is who oh, uh yeah. you know levels <laughs> levels
1: i got them yeah i got you, whatever level you need <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing it i'm there
0: with with it you want clipping we can give you clipping
1: i mean the idea is not to <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why. This is why you're not in
0: charge of the audio. Exactly. Tom. No, that's, that's exactly the, that's why. That's the bad thing. Yes, you shouldn't be doing the bad. Not thing. the bad thing. Have you been? Have you been doing a lot of voice work uh, recently? Because I, I literally, I sort of forget about it. Like because I've been going on and doing like sort of like my my own stuff. I've done like a couple of audiobooks and stuff like that. Sort of like outside mm. of agency, which is fine because it's all kind of remote working. and so uh, that's fine. But I just got an email today like, Hey, we sent your demo out and it might be Wednesday. I'm like, oh, all right. Sure.
1: Sure. <laughs> what might be Wednesday? What you might, might be have Wednesday. work on Wednesday?
0: Exactly. I might I might have a recording thing on Wednesday.
1: Okay. Okay. But, okay.
0: But having doing a demo – I don't know if do you have this like with because you're a voice actor as well. You're a very accomplished mm. voice actor. Do you do you have a demo that they just ship out and give you a heads up? Like, this is going out because they're just doing demo only and they're not doing audition.
1: Uh, I would say that like, I mean, if, if it's demo only, I don't need to get the heads up. They just sure. ship it out or whatever. But also, I think demo only just doesn't happen as much anymore, okay. uh, especially in like an era of home studios and mm-hmm. self tapes, especially in post COVID. I mean, right. even like even even a, a pre COVID world, I would say everything had been slowly. Every year, 10% more and more moving to uh, self-tape auditions of like, we expect you to be able to do this at home. Mm -hmm. And then COVID made a a final 30% leap. So now (laughs) it's all pretty much self-tapes. And if they're, you know, uh, as far as... The cost to you know the client, the production company, the commercial company, whatever it is, it costs them nothing to ask the voice talent to do extra work. Right. So it's yeah. always a custom audition. Mm-hmm. It's never like we'll book it off the demo. It's why don't you do some free work for exactly. us? And exactly. And then we'll think about
0: it. <laughs> so so when I get a free like when it's demo only, yeah. that tells me the client is panicked. <laughs> like right, they need right. they There's need no something time. right. Something got recalled. We need to respond to this quickly. Let's get Mm -hmm. a let's get an air freshener ad up there or something, whatever. Um but uh I don't like when the demo just goes out. Right. Because I like having to put in the work before I'm told no. Right? (laughs) Because if you're just sending out the demo, it's just like you don't even know they said no. I like to I like to know the people who are saying "Mm mm-mm.
1: Well, I, I'm I'm very much. It depends on the complexity of it. Yeah, you know, there's some stuff where I would say just just like just listen to the demo. You know, if you if you need me to be like burgers are three dollars on Tuesday, like you you yeah. can just know like that. You don't need <laughs> yes. me to do a custom audition to know that I am. A human man who can say four words. Right. Uh, And same thing with like on camera stuff when they're like, you need to come in here for this, uh, you know, this this commercial for Mm -hmm. a restaurant and you drink a coffee and go "Mm, coffee. I'm like, you can look at the headshot. You (laughs) don't need you actually do not in any way need me to come in. Well, and also those are extra frustrating because it's like I don't get paid to come in. But everyone at the ad agency gets paid a bunch in order to waste today. So I'm like, I, I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Everyone here is justifying their own job and getting paid except right. for me. And you could have just done it through the headshot. Mm-hmm. So if if it's dumb, I don't mind doing dumb work. I'm not trying to be pretentious. I'm not trying to be better than anything. You know, right. If you hear me in... A, a burger commercial being like, I love burgers. I also love that paycheck, and I love those burgers. <laughs> I'm not above it. I'm not trying to act like I should be getting Oscars out here. I'm having a great time. Uh, but I think that they can cast that off of demo or headshot, you know? Right.
0: Well, there's you You bring up two points, actually. One being you're absolutely right. The studio day is a bit of a boondoggle for all people involved. Uh, it's It's when you're the only person in the studio and you see 20 people rammed into the recording area. Uh, I call it sushis and cell phones day because that's all you see. You just see sushi being fed into executives mouths and scrolling through cell phones. Um, there, there is something to be said about the in-person audition post COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think that is some people, present company included, um, didn't take too well to COVID. <laughs> Body wise, like, oh, I've, hit, okay. I've hit the gym a, a, a bit now. So things are kind of like, I'm back to kind of pre COVID kind of weight and definition, but there's an envelope of time there where if they called me for an audition, I'd go, okay, Mr. Van, whoa, what happened? What did you do? Gotcha. And, oh, for the, for the on camera stuff and yes, maybe like for a For boys, they don't like like care. You can show up yeah. with like Dorito dust on your fingers and they're like, okay, fine. Just get in the studio and wipe your hands. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying there, but you know, a self tape—if you had to videotape yourself and send it in—is still going to present the same issue, right? Yeah, unless you, unless you're, unless you're having some green screen technology, or you've got whatever (laughs) kind of like Marvel de aging Mm -hmm. tech, or or ILM is doing the auditions for you—that your self tapes are still going to have the same, the same problem in that
0: scenario, you know. See, what I do is I use this very green screen, and I wear a green Mm -hmm. jumpsuit. (laughs) <laughs> right. And I, and I just put muscle men underneath me. Classic. Right. I was like, hey, whatever I, works. Did I book the gigs? Like, no, but maybe next time don't use the Iron Man outfit. How about that? Because <laughs> that's a tell. <laughs> um, hey, See, sp- I, I think it's helpful. I, I, I think it's helpful that you, mm-hmm. you submit these
1: buff dude bodies for yourself. <laughs> I think huh, we're well, out here doing the Lord's work, Dad.
0: I, uh, here's, a, here's a question for you, because we, we haven't had you on in, the, in quite a while quite a while uh and one of the things that i love about having you on is that you get to kind of school me a little bit uh or at least bring me up to speed with nerd culture and what's going on certainly in like the you know the the examinations of dc and marvel universes and, and that sort of thing um has there been any updates or like what what are the things that you're excited about what's 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 uh what's a burr in your craw about what's uh, what's up? What's 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 well, the feelings well, out there in world and Me.
1: Well, well, well. Let's start with helping you, Tom. Okay. What is it you're confused about or need to know? You I know don't what know. I mean. <laughs> Rather than me trying to give you the Cole's notes, is is there a moment where you're like? This week, I walked. I walked past. There's a third ant man. Or what? What is there? Anything that you want help
0: with? There's. How can I help you? I'm. You know, okay. I'm just going to put cards on the table. Generally, everything because (laughs) I, I honestly can. I think the last, honestly, the last movie movie I saw sitting down in a theater. Right. Uh, Darcy, what was yours? What was your last movie theater experience? Uh, Top Gun. Top Gun. Okay, so you're better than me. Uh, no time to die. That was my last one. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So So it's, it's been a bit. Um, and so unless, you know, Glass Onion is now part of the Marvel universe, I'm really out of touch because I have been focusing, I've I've been, stupid busy, then I wasn't busy, I was on vacation, which then just made me even more busy, so the last right. thing on my mind is, what the hell's the fucking Ant-Man doing now? Like, right, okay, right. so it's it's that, right?
1: I mean, you're hitting some big tent poles here, like, you know, Dar- like, Darcy seeing Top Gun, Top Gun's not nothing, mm-hmm. and that was, a, that was a good theatrical experience, did you like Top Gun, Darcy? I did, yeah, I really liked it. Okay, yeah, yeah, so did I, I thought it was... I thought it was very good. I think that uh, I might like it a little bit more than the original even. I think it's just – it was really
0: well-structured, was well yeah, put fair. together. I understand you're meant to because right. I kind of went back and rewatched a bit of the first one mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh, how did this get made? Like it's, it, it's kind of that, right? Right. And we right. all know how it got made. Tom fucking Cruise. That's how it got made.
1: Now, I I do – like, before we get into Superstar, I do want to – like, on the Top Gun topic, Mm -hmm. I do find it is at a point now of, like, diminishing PR returns of what crazy stunt can Tom Cruise do to add, you know, air quote, authenticity To his movies, because, like, at this point, it's like, I get it, Tom. You would like to die making a movie. (laughs) We all know that that's how you want to go. At this point, like, there was a few times there where it was like, oh, he's really just kind of, like, into stunts and doing it. And then slowly we're like, oh, like, it starts dawning on you to be like, oh, no, this is a sick man who wants to go out making a movie Mm -hmm. and wants that to be, like, the legend around him. The man who loved filmmaking so much. He died. Right. And it's like also like I don't know how much it helped. Like it's a cool PR thing. And then Mm -hmm. there's shots of like behind the scenes to be like he actually flew that right over the camera. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but also a bunch of the other cast didn't do that. And I can't tell the difference between the scenes, frankly. (laughs) Like, If you ask me, like I know Tom was in it because he talks about flying them. I don't think the other cast did. And if you ask me to tell who did and didn't, I'm like these are all identical shots. <laughs> They're literally identical. I cannot tell the difference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I I I I I don't know. I I think that uh Tom Cruise is an insane man who wants to die mm-hmm. making a movie. Uh and uh with the the with the new the new Avatar that came out, uh, I think that Tom Cruise needs to make a movie with James Cameron. Because James Cameron is a sick man who I think wants to drown an actor while filming a movie. <laughs> and Tom clearly wants to die while making a movie. And I'm right. like, can we just put both of these sick uh-huh. men together yes. and have them make one terrible <laughs> he, movie?
0: And just just for the failsafe, you cast Alec Baldwin. That's the trifecta. We <laughs> right. go, and then we're good. And, it's like, and, you know, and then there's a note left in his trailer. like, I regret nothing. You know, (laughs) right. His epitaph will be he died doing what he wanted to do. Absolutely. Being drowned by James Cameron. <laughs>
1: because, like, yeah,
0: in this recent Avatar, it
1: was Sigourney, uh, I think it was Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. set the record for, like, the longest breath hold on camera. Okay. It was, like, six or seven minutes or something. Jesus. Beating Tom Cruise's five minutes from the last mm-hmm. Mission Impossible. Right. Uh, so, you'll, you know, listeners, you'll have to excuse me if you, you know, are very passionate about that and you know I got the numbers wrong, but it was somewhere <laughs> around that. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't. So, wow! Uh, like if if I know, that's too much,
0: Andrew. If I know anything about the comic book community, mm. um, they are very uh, easy with leeway around figures and facts. So Absol- don't worry you about can it. Just
1: kind of fudge the numbers. They don't absolutely.
0: mind. absolutely no no no. It's good.
1: No, they don't mind one bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's 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 my whole thing about mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and his uh, is is true. True insane want to do a stunt mm-hmm. filmmaking, and also James Cameron is out of his mind. Right uh, now, No Time to Die that was a big temple one. For it you was to see. Todd. What did you think of that one?
0: Uh, a lot of people shat on it. Um, I I tend, I am not a good person to ask this question because uh, it, asking me what my favorite Bond movie is is kind of akin to asking me what my favorite Coen Brothers movie. The answer is always the one I'm currently watching. Sure, right. Um, so was it perfect? No. Uh, do I agree with what they did to the character? He says, not giving away any spoilers. Um It probably was going to happen at some point. So might as well do it in this. Right. And, and the thing is that, the the in the same way that tom cruise is looking to kill himself in a movie um the the bond series has become very compartmentalized across the actual characters playing bond or the the actors playing bond so because of that they kind of made, it's almost like the 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 seek the the series of um Uh, of trilogies that make up star Wars. Now every sort of one has its own sort of feel or like when a director gets his mitts on a Batman, they go, okay, I'm going to make, this is the Batman, right? Mm -hmm. So bond sort of has that feel to it. So you, you, so within the confines of we're going to do this to this guy, it's going to end this way, have fun. Right. And so then the next one can go, okay, well I'll yes. And on that premise and go money, Penny, you're up, you're a bond now. (laughs) What? And in she goes, you know? Yeah. By the yeah, way, I, wouldn't that be great? Have her as Money Penny, as have as her, Bond? Yeah, have, yeah. Promoter, why not? Promoter. What? Go into go any direction with it. Like where I'm at
1: with the Mon, I think I'm kind of similar to you with my feelings mm-hmm. on the last one. I'm I'm very I'm very medium mm-hmm. about it. I don't think it was the best of the Daniel Craig's, but it wasn't the worst. It no. was just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you uh, you did a lot of things right. Uh, yeah. I think Anita Armas was like the best aspect of that movie, and I kind mm-hmm. of wanted it to be the whole. Uh, the whole thing, uh, but now I'm just like I'm very curious what they do going forward because I feel about James Bond the way I feel about like a lot of like ongoing properties that have been that have been going on for for decades or generations where it's just they need to go camp or bad mm-hmm. next or at right. least like what we traditionally would consider bad mm-hmm. because like it's all about ebbs and flows and contrasts and it's like if you just do another. Daniel Craig-esque series, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. And even when you look back at, like, good Bond movies, bad Bond movies, good Bond movies only are good in contrast. Mm-hmm. If we had 20 of the same tone, it really just gets so boring and bland that they're all forgettable. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happens next, I'm like, I need it to be dumb. I need it okay. to be bad. I need them to go somewhere weird and Paul stupid. Paul
0: License to Kill.
1: Yeah, I want it. I want the next one to fail miserably, <laughs> <laughs> truly epically fail yes. in a way that, like, the fans hate it. everyone <laughs> hates it. Right. And only then can the one after that succeed. Right. Because if the next one is medium, Mm-hmm. Then, like, I feel like everything just gets completely screwed. You can't follow. Mm-hmm. You can't do another medium.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: need to fail in order for something to okay. succeed. All right. I think, I think you think just it was- you have to rewatch Glass Onion as and pretend it's a Bond film.
0: Yes, I love that. Yes, it's a fancy party. By the way, if you ever did you did you read any of the books? Either of you two ever read any of the 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 um, the the, the actual books? No, no. Okay, so. I read Quantum of Solace, and Quantum of Solace is actually a, a series of short stories uh, okay. about James Bond. The actual short story, Quantum of Solace, and we all remember Quantum of Solace, and there's a reason it was the weakest, I would say, of all of the uh Daniel Craig, James Bonds. It's because the actual storyline is actually not that far off the storyline of Glass Onion. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. it is James Bond going to like a gentleman's club, and I don't mean like the peelers. I mean like you know the high back s- smell of leather, library, roaring fire, snifter brandy, guys with pipes, gentlemen's club, right? And he sits down with this guy, and it's just the story chronicles this guy that he's talking to, talking about how much his wife is a drag, and that's it. That's right. the story. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's not that far off. It's like basically just picture Ed Norton, right, in a in a high back leather chair complaining about shit. <laughs> and there's more people around him. Easy transition, man. Easy transition, and then the fake the, the I got to tell you one of my favorite things in Glass Onion was the fake uh um uh, uh, crossbow quill uh you know, it okay. was like when after the whole thing it's like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful
1: now i do feel like a lot of that a lot of that old fleming though is kind, is stuffy like i i do know that like casino royale isn't mm-hmm. even about poker they're playing like baccarat yeah they're
0: playing back like, they're playing
1: a game where i'm right. like i i don't even know no i don't even know what that's... to do with
0: you. That was his game though. Like that was Bond's game because it was Ian Fleming's game and that's why. So it came in that way, right? The reason it was, uh, it was, uh, Texas Hold'em was because that's the game of the zeitgeist. People can flip around and go, Oh fuck, they're playing that thing again on TV. And you just drift into that for like an hour. But my favorite moment is like, if it was Baccarat, you knew there was going to have to be a story like the narrator, which was the, the, you know, the guy and that was talking to Vesper who, he would have had to explain everything to her and look like it was Mantis. the manspli- basic rule yes. of <laughs> But because, but they had to do the same thing anyway. They could have done it with Baccarat because they had to do the same thing with, with Texas Hold'em. Ah, like, uh, that's true. He strange. has they to have go to do it all bit. in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the river is not being kind to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't even know who. Knows how to play Baccarat anymore. Like I was uh, – recently I, I was in Vegas, my first time in Vegas. Nice. And like walking through the casinos mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, there's a good few people playing backjack. There's a good few people playing different variations of poker. And a couple times just walking past – a dead, empty Baccarat table <laughs> with a dealer just standing there yeah. waiting for someone who knows mm-hmm. how to play Baccarat to approach. Right. <laughs> See, now, unless there was a sign that said Baccarat, I wouldn't recognize that table right. as that. I wouldn't know what that looks like. And they did have a sign behind it that <laughs> okay. said right. Baccarat table!
0: You could, tell it was you, ba- s- you could tell it was a Baccarat table because, you know, the, the dealer was just a skeleton with a vest with a cobweb going from the forehead to the card shoe. And-
1: yeah, it was the cryptkeeper yes. was the was the dealer for that table.
0: Yeah, people would walk by and do like a triple
1: it. take reading the sign and be like, back. Uh-huh. You know when you can like see someone whisper a word that they just read to themselves? Yes. <laughs> like it would be that, like someone would see the sign and then quietly
0: be like, back rat? Yeah. And just keep going. Okay. Yeah. So I had a similar thing, but it was dumber. Okay. Okay. You had that with backgrounds like, ooh, classy game, don't understand the rules, there's a shoe, wheat a la banque, like all these things, don't know what's going on. I'm walking through the casino, again, this was also in Vegas, and I just see the word war. And I go, oh, combat. I like this. Let's go see what this is all about. War. And I said to my buddies, you want to go see what this war is? Let's go see what the war is. There's a war on in the casino and it is here. And so I went over and you know that ki- that game you play when you're a kid where it's like five, two, I win. Okay, seven, five, you <laughs> no win. Way. That. And I stood and watched it for the first little while trying to figure out what they were doing. And then when I realized it was that, right. the silence around the table as people were watching this was punctuated by me going, you've got to be fucking kidding me.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I did not know they were playing that in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> like, but also, you can, you can bet on anything. So I guess no. why not? Yeah. You, know, yeah. you could get a rock, paper, mm-hmm. scissors room if you really right. wanted to get something exactly. crazy going.
0: Excuse me, sir. Where are the asshole tables?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the ones the ones that babble me are like when I would pass by the like the high stakes rooms. Right. And like the high stakes rooms, it's like I'm you know, I'm not going anywhere near in there. I'm doing twenty dollars <laughs> a day on blackjack. And I'm like, that is it. I'm comfortable with that. But the high stakes rooms, when I look in, I'm like, OK, there's blackjack, there's poker. There's a few different things going on that kind of makes sense to me if you're a high roller. But sometimes there'd be high stakes slot rooms. Right. And I'm like, who is a high roller in life, but also has not learned to play a game with other people? Like, this is such a weird nexus that I can't imagine that person Mm -hmm. who has like a lot of money. But like, just is like doing a hundred dollar minimum slot pull. Right, that seems truly insane to me. Uh-huh. Of, and there's a lot of things that don't make sense to me in Vegas, but a high stakes slot machine uh-huh. is uh, <laughs> is a wild
0: pull. That is just for the people, like you say, who are social. Just picture retirees that are tired of penny slots and happen to have millions of dollars available to them. Right. And all they're doing is just adding a few zeros to the penny slots and going, let's go. I, who am I kidding with this move? It's the kunk, 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 kunk. That's it. I, I
1: also – and I, I know I, I could visibly see I was in the minority here, but I prefer the arm pull. Yes. Because some of the yes. machines have the arm pull or you can hit the button or mm-hmm. touch screen. I am in the minority, and uh, and I was there with my fiance Diana, and we both are like, you got to do the big arm pull. Yes. Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. If I wanted to just hit a thing on my phone and see lights happen, yes. like, I can do that for free on my phone. Uh-huh. Why do I need to be here? I want a big ka-chunk, class yes. and then <laughs> yes. hear that thing roll uh-huh. in there, baby. Yes. I want to hear that.
0: Yes. That is the difference between going in for the screen audition and demo that's the right. difference <laughs> right i am doing something to be told no that's it yeah <laughs> uh, let's talk well, first of all before we before we get to the album fiance congratulations oh thank you yes right. um cuz here's the thing you talked and i believe it's on your first album about getting engaged yes yes Yes. Your, your so, first album called Scream Inside My Face. What is it called? Is it, uh, casual Screams. That's the one. Casual Screams. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I, scream Inside My Face is my death metal album. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, whoa, that sounds like something you pay extra for at a gentleman's club. <laughs> <laughs> you go in <laughs> I'd like to go into the high stakes room and if I could pay extra for someone to scream inside of my face, Mm -hmm. thank you very
0: much. (laughs) That is the, uh, second book to Quantum of Solace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ian Fleming's Scream Inside Ian, My scream Face. Inside My Face. Now, um, um, but
1: Casual Screams right. is
0: the name of the, the first album. So, and cause I remember you, cause, cause I, I remember hearing that joke on the album and I remember you working on the, the, the jokes of the album as, as you do previous to releasing an album. They don't just all come out at once. And you had been doing jokes about getting engaged for a while. And, I have been in the room with your then girlfriend, now fiance, while you're doing them, and I think I turned to her at one point and going, it's going to be a big surprise, huh? Yeah. <laughs> how yeah, did yeah, the, How did you go about this? Like because again, you've been talking about this for ages. Right. How did this how did this all come about?
1: Uh, well, it it both was and wasn't a surprise. So like she, you know, she knew that it was a consideration. So on the on the first album on Casual Screams, I was kind of talking about the fact that I I had an engagement ring, uh, but it was it was uh my grandmother's engagement ring. Mm-hmm. So it was an inherited engagement ring that I just kind of had. So that's that's just something that's just kind of like was in my life, you know, that mm-hmm. had been sitting in a dresser drawer for for some time. Uh I I believe I described it as uh it was it was like having a loaded gun at all times, just like mm-hmm. one bullet in the chamber, ready to go. Uh So that was just kind of sitting in the dresser drawer for a while, and I would joke about that. Mm-hmm. But the two of us, did, like, did, we weren't.
0: Did you ever? We, did you ever like threaten? us, like, if, if if you don't treat me well, <laughs> that's going. Right. I, and you just I, you, drawer drawer. Yeah,
1: I I had not because I don't know. I don't know who that would be a threat towards. Right, <laughs> <next> <laughs> I don't know scream inside my mouth who are we mad at right now uh, <laughs> but but it would be there and uh and yeah it was just wasn't something that like we felt uh, I, I felt any kind of like pressure to use or, or kind of mm-hmm. do because neither of us neither of us were were particularly religious or didn't mm-hmm. feel any like family pressures to get it done. We're common law. We've lived together. We run a business together. So our finances are already tied together to the point that we're just, you know, financially ruined simultaneously. Right. So there's no real, no real need to do it in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then eventually it just kind of like, it felt like the right moment. And I did pop the question while we were on vacation in the Dominican. Uh, and uh, I did it about like, you know, three weeks before we found out that COVID existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. still engage because right. basically, like, got engaged. <laughs> Uh, and then the family was like, "When do we all fly and get together?" And I was like, <laughs> nah, I don't know, that's your problem. Yeah, actually i'm not I'm not worried about this for a while. Mm-hmm. Like we barely felt any pressure to like lock down a date before. Right. And then after that, we were just like, it, it'll happen when it happens. Mm-hmm. We're not really stressing about that right now.
0: That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, so it's it's all pretty casual uh and uh but yeah, Engage, and I I'd say like the the plan is right now uh so uh my fiance Diana uh she is uh, she's a writer so she's a, a co-writer of our, our webcomic together mm-hmm. uh, uh texts from superheroes is yep. our webcomic from superheroes.com uh but uh she's also uh currently working on another project that's taking up a good bit of her time. Once that's done, then we'll be uh
0: then we'll be kind of moving on to wedding planning mode beautiful yeah beautiful um here's the uh, uh so so this leads us nicely into the new album mm-hmm. um when is it first of all let's talk about uh the the work on it and where you recorded it and, and all that fun stuff how how long was this project kind of like beginning to end
1: uh that's a great question i would say you know you know how it is when you're working on material where mm-hmm. you're just like It's never really not being worked on, but I would say from like a firm start to finish date, it was maybe like last summer, like summer 2022, That I was like, I'm going to lock down a date. I'm going to start finalizing what it is that I want to do and then recorded it in uh, like late November, early December. Uh, And now it'll be coming out on March 10th. Uh, So, you know, from from the decision to the release, a little shy, a little shy of a year, Uh, but then, you know. Obviously, before that year was still kind of working on the jokes that ended up being on the yeah. album, and then just kind of went through the process of tightening and refining. But March, March tenth is when Beautiful. it's coming out. Beautiful. Do we have a title for this? Murder Bird. Oh, come Murder on. Bird <laughs> is uh, is the title. It's it, you know what now that actually does have a pretty pretty strong scream in my mouth energy. Now yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> if <laughs> you want to use
0: scream inside my face, it's scream it's not too late. My, by yeah. all means.
1: No. Uh Murder Bird Murder is the Bird. title. And uh I'm very proud of the uh of the album art as well. Mm-hmm. Uh the the album art is me slowly transitioning into into a Falcon uh in the style of like an Animorphs book series cover. Okay. Uh so it's uh it's basically a a a, a la Animorphs album <laughs> cover is what
0: I've got going on. Is there is there an awful lot of like with with that in mind, is there an awful lot of uh are we, are we still getting the I of me of uh, pop nerd culture. You know, the the DCs and the Marvels. Are we still getting that, or is it more like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get a church now? Is this gonna <laughs> be the, yeah, I can't believe how much invitations cost. You ever buy <laughs> flowers for a wedding? Ugh,
1: killing me here. Uh, yeah, this is the one where I turn into an old New Yorker very hey? quickly. <laughs> uh, no, this is, yeah, this is it's. It's not a div- uh, like it's not a big division or a big change as okay. to my personality or style, but it's also not a lot of uh, not a lot of the nerdy stuff. It's not a lot of the stuff okay. that my you know my my podcast, my web comic. It's not the same type of jokes that my web presence is known for. Right. It's a lot just kind of about day to day life for the most part, and some mm. stuff just kind of about getting a bit older as well and uh, in defense of the younger generation. Uh, And basically me taking the opposite stance of anyone who is uh, just a a, a grumpy old prick. Uh, So I'm trying to be the opposite of that. So in defense of the younger generation
0: and uh, thinking that everything's going to be okay to a certain degree. Uh, in, In my defense as a grumpy old prick, I would like to say is that you can be a grumpy old prick. You just need to be on the right side of the argument. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like there are stupid new things. Right. And it's not the fault of the younger <laughs> right. generation. Mm-hmm. It's
1: just that every generation comes up with 10% idiotic ideas. Right. Yeah. And now they're just more noticeable than ever. Yeah. And yeah. you gotta make fun of them for the ideas, not mm-hmm. for the generation it came out of. Right. Like NFTs and crypto are are idiotic they mm-hmm. are stupid they deserve to be made <laughs> yes. fun of they're yes. an absolute mess yes. but it's not due to the fact that a millennial has a tiktok account like these things are not related
0: <laughs> you know what I mean
1: like whenever I see a boomer who's like oh it's cause of kids and tiktok I'm like what That's- in the? L- what are you even talking about right. you know oh when I was young we'd drink out of the hose <laughs> like yeah and you al- you also made property unaffordable so right. what are we supposed to do with that. How yes. are these things related? Really? Not ev- not everything is connected, you know. Right. There's a difference between correlation and causation, yes. and I feel like that is my main. My mm-hmm. main
0: gripe throughout right. the album. The the So here's – like there are people that look like me that I know didn't have the weekend that I did because to your point, you know, there's all kinds of stupid shit out there and I surf that wave as much as anyone because I was watching a one of my sports games with one of my teams that didn't do too well during the sports game. And so I was angry for a good chunk of the morning. So I just came home, sat on the toilet, and I bought the latest Megan Thee Stallion album and didn't even blink. <laughs> and i'll tell you it's good you know it's not perfect but it's got a few tracks that slap i'm not gonna kid you it's sure. uh, it's and nice hey, that's
1: that's the beauty of the time we live in there used yeah. to be a time when you couldn't buy an album while you pooped no. and now
0: <laughs> well and uh, now hang on. you can not hang on we've we've all been in record stores that at one particular point in time
1: <laughs> where you should
0: have made a stop beforehand we've all done that yeah. we've yeah. all done that
1: so that's, that's, that's your own thing. But I think that that's just kind of my general uh, yeah. uh, perspective on, on life and generational changes is that 10% of people and idiots – 10% of people are idiots and always mm-hmm. have been. 10% yeah. of ideas are idiotic and always have been. It has yeah. nothing to do with, uh, with the generation mm-hmm. or anything. But we just have more access to idiots now. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Like in a pre-internet era, if 10% of the people were idiots and you had 10 coworkers, mm-hmm. you knew one idiot. Yeah. In a pre-internet era, you only ever had access to one idiot. It would yes. be like, Jeff at work is a moron and I hate going into work cuz Jeff's an idiot. Yeah. But now you just have access to more idiots just yes. due to the flow of information. And, it, and it's not cuz people are getting more idiotic, it's just we have access to idiots quicker.
0: And it's and it's not just that. It's like if you if you looked at a at a like a graduating class Right. Mm-hmm. And so you've got like some people who are quite smart and they're going to go away to 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 better you know, places. And you have like the the bulk of the middle people who are just going to get by and find themselves. And you have like the 10 idiots that are like over there. Right. Um, It's one thing to stand there and go, OK, go about your lives. Uh, What we've done is we said, hey, let's give every one of them a megaphone. Let's do yeah. that. Yes. Let's 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 let let's let everyone hear what they feel now at this moment. Let's yeah. amplify everything about them. And that's yeah. where And it's are. not that we gave
1: those. It's not that we only gave the idiots no. megaphones. We gave everyone a yes. megaphone. And it yes. just so happens that always the idiots mm-hmm. have been the loudest people yes. in society. They for found every the volume first. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that noise means that uh, we get to hear Andrews. Favorite street joke. Uh, he comes here. Uh, this is what this show is all about. We celebrate the street jokes. It's okay. So here's one. So uh, they can be dirty. They can be clean. We just ask that there's no isms or obias. That's what we say. So, uh, Andrew, take it away. All right. So here's one. Uh, this is a, a just a
1: quick, short, sweet, and simple one the hardest reservation to get in town is at a funeral home because people are just dying to get in there.
0: <laughs> That's a kid's a golf clap. My God, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like, a, go-
1: a, sol- a golf clap is, is is what a street joke should get at absolutely.
0: any given time. I look you forward. Know? I look forward to the third album where it's all about dads. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And you know what? That's the type of street joke that I like. I like a street joke that has... A geographical prompt, Mm -hmm. you know, like one that where it's like when you pass by a location in town, you're like, this one's this one's in the chamber. I'm ready to fire this one off. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) that's that's one that I like.
0: Gorgeous. Yeah. Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to OK, So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. Uh, Thank you to Andrew for coming on and telling his joke. And you can follow him at Ivamy. Uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you know he decides to dip his toes into the social media realms, make sure you check out Murderbird, his latest album It's a Keeper. You can find him in and amongst the 23 seasons of our previous podcast, Comedy Above the Pub, uh, that feature him and other guests that you uh, will hear in the future and some you have heard previously. Uh, you can find all of that at ComedyAboveThePub.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. For OK So Here's One, please like, subscribe, and leave a five Star review, but talk shit about us in the commentary. This show is produced by Darcy Finder, Our music is done by Larry Bryant. Artwork is done by Wojtek Arkachewski. Hey, if you've got a joke you want us to tell on air, by all means, send it. It can be dirty or clean, but you know, no isms. No obias. You can send that joke to jokes at oshopod.com. That's jokes at oshopod.com. That stands for okay, so here's one. Uh, you can send any questions or comments about the show to show at oshopod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at oshopod. You can follow me personally on the same platforms at Hey It's TBA. Uh, with Instagram. It's an underscore at the end. It's a long story. For my upcoming live performances, make sure you check out hey, slash calendar. You can join our Patreon for three dollars a month, and you can get the full raw, unedited video feed plus bonus perks and jokes at Patreon.com/slash O S H O P O D. That's OshoPod, and that's three dollars a month. I'm Todd Van Allen, and on behalf of myself, Andrew Ivey, and the no longer erstwhile Darcy, thank you for listening to Okay. So here's one, Jimmy Bobby Monty. You're always the podcast.